Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 62. My big mistake in ducking a child. That's right. Today we're going to talk about one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my teaching career. And it wasn't even at swim lessons. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what I did to make a child freak out and cry and not trust me. We're going to look at all the small details of my mistake and what I did wrong and how you can keep yourself from making those same mistakes. Let's get started. That's right. Today we are talking about my mistake in swim lessons. Now, uh, to give you a little bit of a background here, my friend has twins. They're three years old. I've known them for their whole life. Uh, I haven't seen them too much. Uh, more often, frequent, or more frequently, recently. Uh, yesterday, I went to the park with them. Uh, we were playing games. We were having fun. Uh, they were shazamming me. Uh, which was freezing me in place, and then the other one would unfreeze me by uh, running through my legs, like freeze tag. We had a lot of fun. I've been to the pool with them before. It has been a year when they were two. Uh, it was a more gradual, slow experience last time. Uh, but because of that interaction that we had yesterday, today we went to the beach. Uh, I tagged along uh, with my friend and his family, and we were hanging out in the water, he had one of his daughters in his hands, and then I offered to do a motorboat with her and take her underwater, and that was my mistake. So here's here's what this podcast is for. Here's who this podcast is for. So today I'm going to be talking about my mistake in swim lessons and how you can correct that mistake in your own program or in your own instruction. Basically, I'm going to describe to you the scenario in which I caused this young three-year-old girl to freak out and not trust me, which you do not want to do. And I did this because I was overconfident. Uh, I assumed I knew better. And I didn't follow my own rules. I mean, I made a mistake. I, I didn't do the things that I tell other people to do. And had I watched myself do it, and in retrospect, really immediately afterwards, I was like, oh my god, I made the biggest mistake ever. Why did I do this? Oh my gosh. So I'm doing this podcast so you have an opportunity to learn from my mistake and what not to do when you're teaching swimming. Or when you're playing with your friend's family, or when you're uh, in your private lessons, or whatever the case is. Here's what not to do. So let me set up the scenario a little bit. Uh, really, all the things that I'm going to talk about are available on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, if you just type in how to dunk a child, you'll see all the steps that I didn't do. Um, this is a huge blunder. This was a giant mistake on my part, and, um, you know, I make mistakes too. So uh, hopefully you can get something from this conversation, this discussion and learn from it so you don't make the same mistake that I did. So to set the scene, uh, we're at the beach. It's a small local lake uh, with a private beach. We're at the beach. Um, the girl's name is Elle. Uh, we, my friend and I go in the pool, in the, in the beach, in the water. Uh, it's very shallow. 
and he's playing with his daughter Elle. And the other girl doesn't go in the water, so she's not going to be in this picture of the twin. Uh, so she did last year, but she wasn't this year, which is fine. You know, it's all about when you're comfortable when you go into one. And in the water, uh, we did a little bit of the Shazam game uh, where she was trying to freeze me, but my it wasn't working today because I had my sunscreen armor on and it protected me from the freezing properties of her Shazam. They really like Frozen. Uh, and so we're getting in the water. Uh, Al and her dad are playing around. She's holding on to him. Uh, they go into a little bit deeper water, and I follow them. And we're, we're talking. I mean, it's a long time, long, lifelong friend here. And uh, they uh, do a motorboat together. So her and her dad do motorboat, motorboat, go so slow. Motorboat, motorboat, go so fast. Motorboat, motorboat, step on the gas! And that's a really fun game, and they they did that, and she was really having a good time. And like I said, yesterday, uh, we had gone to the park. I had been spending time with my friend. We had gone to the park with his kids, and we were just goofing around with them while we were there. Uh, so they know me, and she gets along with me, and she's comfortable with me. So I thought, oh, we can do a motorboat together with me, and I'll take her underwater, because she doesn't really like going underwater, and then, you know, her dad's not going to push her too hard because... Uh, you know, you don't want to have a traumatic experience with your kids as a father. Uh, you know, maybe I'll be the bad guy and, and do it. Uh, and so that was my thought process behind it. And I asked first. I said, no, can we, can I do a motorboat with her and, and go underwater together? He was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And I told her and I said, okay, we're going to do a motorboat and we're going to go underwater. Um, and I said it a few times, uh, but I don't think she quite understood what that was, but she trusted me and her dad trusts me. So it was kind of like... Um, yeah, well, like, didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, so we did the motorboat. She had a really, really good time. And then I said, okay, we're going underwater. One, two, three. And her eyes got big. And that's the last thing I saw when I went underwater. And we did the scoop. I went underwater as well. I did the big hug and the smile immediately, after, immediately afterwards. And she just lost it. Like, total tears, crying, freaking out, screaming. Uh, she was not expecting it. She didn't understand why it happened. Uh, she was very scared. It was traumatic. Uh, and then she wouldn't look at me or talk to me for the rest of the hour and a half that I was there. Uh, you know, she calmed down pretty quickly, but I would talk and we would talk to her and she, you know, stopped crying relatively quickly, uh, but she was nowhere interested in being near me at all. Uh, and that's because she didn't trust me because she thought I was going to dunk her underwater. And I, cause I had, and I, I did my best to kind of, you know, mitigate the damage, um, give her some options where she could do something with me where there was no going underwater involved to kind of mitigate that. Um, I did apologize, you know, obviously because it, immediately after I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. You know, I just broke all of my own rules and didn't actually follow through because I skipped them and thought I could handle it because I'm an awesome teacher. But, you know, that's not the case in this, in this instance. So let, let's look at what I did wrong. Um, number one is... I didn't establish enough trust with her. I did not establish enough fun, interesting things in the water where I was in control with her uh, so I could do a dunk with her, right? So things like jumping in the water without going underwater or playing games in the water. Uh, this is why we the first thing we do is we do the underwater game up to wherever you want to go. Your shoulders, your your knees. It's a gauge for the instructions, but it also is an activity that the kids are doing and they learn to trust you because you're not pressing them to do something they don't want to do. 
And then we do front glides. We show them what it looks like. You keep their head above water. It's fun. Uh, it's different. And that's establishing trust, right? We're not pu- pulling them underwater or doing something that they don't necessarily want to be doing at the time. I didn't do that with her. I just did a single motorboat game for like 10 seconds and then immediately, promptly, and abruptly, and scarily, that's not really a word, but dunked her underwater. And that was the mistake. So I didn't establish trust. I did not get her to trust me in a way uh, that is healthy and productive. Uh, So if I had done more stuff with her and taken more time, maybe three or four more visits, she would have been comfortable going underwater, but not this time. Just like your swim lessons. You can't expect your swimmers to go underwater immediately right when they meet you or on the first activity you do together. You know, it's a way to freak them out. So gradually introduce going underwater. The second thing I did is I didn't give her adequate preparation. So I didn't give her an opportunity to mentally prepare for what was going to happen. Uh, she didn't see someone else do it. She didn't quite understand what I meant when I said we're going to go underwater together. Uh, She wasn't clear on how long it was going to last or if I would even bring her back up above the water. Uh, She didn't know what that meant. She knew what a motorboat was because she had done one with her dad, and she thought that's what we were going to do together, and she was okay with that. Uh, But I changed her expectations midway. Even though I announced it, it's my responsibility because she didn't understand what I meant. So I did not give her a clear expectation. So my first mistake... I didn't introduce trust, so I didn't get her to trust me. My second mistake, I didn't prepare her adequately for what was about to happen. My third mistake was to do it in the first place, was to even attempt to do a dunk. You know, there I, I should have read the situation better and not gone to that extreme or that underwater. You know, I was coming at it from a place of, oh, the, the dad doesn't want to do it. You know, I can do it because I'm not her dad. You know, it'll be easier for me to dunk her underwater. But unfortunately, it just was the wrong choice at the wrong time. So, number one, I didn't establish trust. Number two, I didn't pre- or prepare the participant. I didn't adequately prepare Al from going to go underwater. I didn't give her a clear expectation. And number three, um, I shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. It was not the appropriate activity at the time for the setting and the situation. A game, uh, you know, something that she had done with her dad first, that would have been a more appropriate thing. It wasn't swim lessons. We didn't have the, uh, you know, the, the expectation built up. They didn't have the opportunity to prepare it in advance. You know, it just wasn't the right time to be going underwater uh, with her at that time. I thought she could handle it, uh, and I thought I was... You know, I was arrogant enough to believe that I could do it effectively, but unfortunately I was not, and it was the wrong time. So why do you care about the story? What what lesson can you learn from it? Um, it's a good indicator of what's going to happen if you jump in thinking you know exactly what to do and without reading the situation or having an understanding of how to build up to going underwater, which is the first step really for teaching swim lessons. So what my hope is with this is that you understand uh, you can make mistakes, and then but you're going to have to pay the price for those mistakes. Uh, in this case, it's going to take a while for me to earn that girl's trust again. I'm going to have to earn it twice now. Uh, is she going to trust me to do anything with her? And is she going to trust me to go underwater with her again in the future? It's going to be an uphill battle going forward. Now, I could have 
you know, gotten around that by just being patient and waiting and then going underwater with her. But unfortunately, that's not what I did. So the lesson you can take in your swim lessons is follow our swimming lesson plans. Uh, if I had followed our swim lesson plans, this wouldn't have been an issue because I would have gotten in the water. I would, well, number one, it would have been a swim lesson. But number two, you know, I could have followed the same steps. Acclimate to the water, do a fun game, do a safe activity where she gets the choice of whether she uh, wants to put her face in the water or not where I repeatedly encourage her to put her face in the water, demonstrate it, but not actually require her to do it. So in our swim lessons, you know, we're patient. We're here for, I mean, it helps our budget, but we're also here all year long. So we want our participants engaged in our program. We want them signing up for swim lessons over and over again, and we want them to progress. But the best, healthiest way for someone to progress, and you've heard this if you listen to any of my other podcasts here, is that it's a gradual overtime process built on trust and understanding and repetition. So over time, you learn, ah, I can trust this swim instructor. Oh, I can trust this pool. Oh, I can trust this person. And they're going to help me get better at swimming. It's not a they're going to force me underwater and pull me underwater and make me do whatever I, they want me to do. You know, that that's not a healthy, good way of learning how to swim. And I kind of jumped over all these barriers and all these warnings that I put out to everyone else, to my staff, to myself when I'm teaching lessons at work. You know, I skipped all that because it's my friend's daughter and I had a different kind of relationship. So I thought I could skip it but you can't. You have to have the trust build up. You have to give clear expectations, allow them the opportunity to say no and follow through with it. And then you can negotiate from there. You can say, all right, well, you know, you don't have to go underwater on this this thing, but we are going to go underwater once. And when you've established the trust of, of a teacher swimmer relationship, you know, where you're helping them, where you're giving them points, where you're introducing fun, stimulating games, then they trust you and they want to, you know, they'll, they'll be okay with that negotiation because they're going to know it's not quite that bad if you go underwater. They might not like it very much, but they trust you enough because you, you've helped them so far so many times that they know you're not going to leave them underwater once you take them underwater once. You know, they're not going to be left there stranded. So giving them that clear expectation and earning their trust keeps you from the freak out and the tears and the hesitation going forward. So like I said, now next time we go to the beach and I show up and I'm like, hey, Elle, you want to come swimming with me? She's going to be like, absolutely not. Because I made a mistake. I, you know, I, I skipped the trust step. I skipped the clear expectations. And I shouldn't have been doing that activity in the first place. So consider that when you're doing your swim lessons. If you want an easy way to, <laughs> I'm telling you my stake and how I made did something wrong, and then telling you about my swim lesson plans and the plans that we've worked on with my staff and and uh, you know coworkers and stuff to to kind of refine the process. And I've worked with uh, you know we've got 300 people that have more now, 400 people that have uh, downloaded the lesson plans and used them. And with their feedback, we've kind of refined the system. And it, it's designed for addressing literally what I just did wrong. 
And, you know, I made a mistake and I'm, I'm reevaluating it. And I rode my bike to the beach. So I'm, I'm riding back and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am such an idiot. How did that happen? Why did I do that? You know, I, and then I was like, you know, I had a different podcast plan. I'm like, you know, I gotta have to, I gotta talk about this because it's a learning opportunity for me, but also for you. You know, you can still make mistakes. I can still make mistakes when I'm doing swim lessons. And it's because I didn't follow my own rules. Like, how crazy is that? So if you want those rules, but without, you know, having to know step one, step two, you, you know, get our lesson plans that are available at the complete, complete swimming package. $60 a month gets you all the swim lesson plans we've ever created. Uh, it gives you the PDFs and the Adobe Illustrator file, so you can stamp it with your own um, program name if that's what you want to do. Uh, you get access to our online lesson management program, our developmental swim team practices that I do every week. Um, you get access to our recognition software, our swim point system. So uh, if you have a swim team, you can input your swimmers and you can schedule tryouts through it now. Uh, you can also uh, track attendances when you import them from Team Unify. Uh, you can uh, track Swimmer of the Week or Athlete of the Week, Athlete of the Month. You can give away awards, assign points to them. Uh, so there are different award report, point rewards based on practices. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things in there that you get access to with the $60 a month. You want to sign up for a month, download all the all the forms, cancel, go for it. You know, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to be involved and interested in, you know, using it on an ongoing basis, but you can always certainly do that. Uh, so check it out, the complete swimming program on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. If you go up at the top menu and just click on complete, it'll take you to the place where you can get that. I want to know what mistakes you've made. Have you made a mistake in your swim lessons, and did you self-evaluate? Did you find out what you did and how you can correct it? I know how I can correct it. Take it slow, not push the going underwater. You know, earn the trust, give clear expectations, and then do the appropriate activity for the time and the place. What can you do? What have you done? Let me know. Jeff at swimmingideas.com. Connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas. Or, if you'd like, on Facebook swimming ideas. Thank you very much. And learning from this lesson tomorrow, we can teach better lessons together. Take care and thank you.